0: Hello to all. Welcome to Books and Us, the podcast about learning about new ideas and getting inspiration from books. I'm Ranjit Monga. And as you know, every week I take a book in the non-fiction category, from which we can get a wealth of knowledge and information. The interviews conducted on this podcast are also available on the news website www.globalbihari.com. So if you want to read about them, just go to the website and search under my name or the column, which is called Literary Speaking.
1: The book
2: looks at the changing narrative of ageing in urban India, because there has been a gradual shift and how older adults across India have adapted to it and how Aging is no longer just one visual of a frail, older person. It has many, many dimensions, many nuances, and we have tried to start a conversation on that with this book.
0: Today, I'm going to talk about an important topic, actually a phase of life which affects all of us. We have used the phrase, age is just a number, so many times in our life, But do we really understand what it means? It's time we really get to understand it, Because the issue of ageing is important. India is projected to have 300 million senior citizens by the year 2050. So how can we, as part of an ageing population, keep ourselves engaged, healthy and happy? I came across this book, Rethink Ageing, which encourages us to do that and tells us how. To talk to us about it are the co-authors of the book, Reshmi Chakrabarti and Nidhi Chawla. Reshmi is a former journalist based in Pune. Nidhi, who is based in Bangalore, has worked for several years in the financial sector. She is the recipient of several leadership awards for her work in elder care space. Both of them also co-founded an organization for older citizens called Silver Talkies. They are here to tell us everything about their organization and about their book. So, welcome to both Rashmi and Nidhi, but let me start by asking Reshmi about the book and its concept. What is the book all about, Rashmi?
2: Thank you for having us here. And the concept of the book is, the book is based on active aging, the various uh, parameters that define active aging. And it is an amalgamation of our work at Silver Talkies that we started in 2014 and all the learnings we have had uh, since then. Active aging is a WHO-defined uh, yes. concept that talks about the process of developing and maintaining certain functional abilities that will enable your well-being, you know, throughout your life, through your older years also. And this well-being is not just physical well-being; it goes beyond physical well-being. It looks at your social, your emotional, your spiritual well-being, your cognitive well-being, environmental well-being. So that is the concept we base the book on. So which is why the chapters are uh, divided into various things, right? From health to your, you know, physical health, mental health, your second career, your, you know, spiritual, uh, the aspect of spiritualism, aging in place, which looks at the environmental aspect. The book looks at the changing narrative of aging in urban India, Because there has been a gradual shift and how older adults across India have adapted to it and how ageing is no longer just one visual of a frail older person. Yes, yes. It it has many, many dimensions, many nuances. And we have tried to start a conversation on that with this book.
0: So uh, Nidhi, I'm going to bring you in now. You have shared a lot of the experiences from Silver Talkies in the book. So, in your view, which ones are the ones uh, which stand out or I would say that are your learnings about uh, aging?
1: So, Ranjit, actually, you know, uh, when Silver Talkies started out, right, uh, for both of us, Reshmi and I, the idea of Silver Talkies ideally actually came from home. Because we both were observing changes that that our own parents were undergoing and, you know, the kind of isolation or boredom that they were facing. And when we kind of went out scouting for opportunities for them, we realized uh, that how, as a society, we were taking older adults or seniors, how we kind of popularly call them as, as very granted, you know, there was not much which was really uh, happening for them uh, there were no opportunities I think it was just taken for granted that uh, once you at a certain life stage you would you are expected to kind of take a step back just be yeah. at home if you're tired, sit, just sit in, at, sit know, in the do. corner sit in
0: the corner Correct, sit in the corner,
1: right. the corner hang up your boots yeah. don't have any expectations uh, mm. you know Kind of still be dependent on family, be the babysitters. You know, that's how the idea of Silver Talkies came to us that, you know, I think there was a strong need and also an opportunity to create this uh, exclusive forum for older adults where they could come together and possibly do things of their own choice. And as we kind of embarked on that journey, I think till date, we are still learning many new things which come to our attention through our deep conversations and interactions with our members. You know, we also started with the basic understanding, thinking that, you know, they are seniors. So maybe there is only a general category of uh, engagement programs that they would like. And, you know, or how all of us think about aging that, okay maybe it would be a yoga session maybe it would be a bhajan session but as and when we started talking to them in fact uh, our first event was actually a gallery visit we visited uh, you know artist Paul Fernandez's gallery in Bangalore called the Apology Gallery Uh, there were 12 people who came with us and uh, we had an interaction with Paul himself Uh, so I think that camaraderie and the rapport that the group saw amongst each other just having a good time interacting over a common topic, then hanging out at a cafe, having a cup of coffee together. I think that gave us a lot of ideas in terms of things that we could actually provide them with. And Mm -hmm. after that, I think there has been no looking back. So to answer your question, I think the biggest learning and what we have even tried to kind of bring out in the book is that one, aging cannot be caged uh, in any box, you cannot stereotype it saying that you are at a certain age, so you have to find you know kind of follow a certain protocol or a certain system uh you know in fact, what we have discovered through our members is that they are ready to actually try out a lot of new stuff, so we have had things like theater workshops, dance workshops, uh, they have walked, they have done fashion shows with us, uh, they, they love traveling. In fact, I think they're raring to travel, they want to go <laughs> see different places, they want to party hard. So, you know, so all those things which probably they could not do when mm. they were taking care of their families or their careers, they, they really want to experiment all that now. So today, uh, the way I would describe Silver Talkie, so we are a tech-enabled community uh, Mm -hmm. forum for uh, older adults. So we cater to the 55-plus population. So our youngest member today is 55. Our oldest member is about 96.
0: Yeah, and uh, I came to know through your book that there are several such organizations running all over the country who are bringing seniors together and uh, inspiring them in different ways. So, uh, Rashmi, like, uh, can you come in now and tell me that what exactly a person who's aging, uh, what he can do or he or she can do to, uh, you know, keep up the movement, uh, keep their mind active?
2: So the thing is, while yes, movement is very important, one of the, I'm taking off from, you know, how Nidhi was describing what we do at Silver Talkies and I've first come to social engagement. That is one of the Key things that kind of really drives you as you grow older, finding a community to fall back on, having friendships, you know, having a circle of your own is really, really a key factor that we came across. And that, you know, many things fall uh, in place once you have that factor in in place the other important thing of course is to keep moving Uh, since you mentioned that in fact uh, that's what most experts suggest that keeping keep moving to the best extent you're able to it's enough to keep yourself active Uh, one of the things a physiotherapist i was talking to for the book we were speaking to for the book mentioned she said you know i tell my patients uh, i tell older adults i come across that if nothing keep that jug of water in the at the fu- place in your house where it's the furthest from where oh. you're sitting so that you'll get up to get the jug of water mm. you will you know you will not sit there and just extend your hand and take so there are so many small small ways yes. and of course the other important part is also your mental health because there is very less focus on uh, the mental health of elders mm. and uh, That aspect is also something we have highlighted in the book, plus Mm -hmm. spirituality, which uh, sort of helps keep you grounded in many ways.
0: So can you share some uh, inspiring stories from the book? Because I came across so many of them, you know, but if you can relate a few, uh, which our listeners can also relate to and uh, get inspired.
2: So, well, uh, quite a few Uh, One of the stories, because uh, I was talking about social engagement, Uh, this is a member of ours, Ravi Acharya. And he talked about the importance of continuing with friendships. He said, somehow, as we grow older, we don't give that much importance to friendships. They tend to fall apart. And in any case, as people retire as they move cities very often, nowadays very often people come back to either the city of their birth or they move to be in a different city with their children, your networks kind of start depleting. You know, Mm. I have seen that example with my own father in my home, how his Mm. social networks sort of started depleting and it impacted him to an extent. Mm. Uh, So so Mr. Acharya talks about how he makes it a point, it's almost part of a process for him to, you know, uh, keep up with his Mm -hmm. friends, make that effort to meet them and not over WhatsApp or over social media, actually Mm -hmm. try and meet his friends physically and also start getting involved with different, uh, you know, he is involved with with multiple social causes so that he not just meets people his age, he meets people across generations. So he talks about how it's important to keep up your Social peer group social connections and also how it's important to have maintain your intergenerational social connects. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a learning in that story. Of course, there are many other stories like that. Uh, Nidhi, you can mention
1: some. Uh, to my mind, the story which comes up to me is, is something which we have covered in the spirituality chapter. You know, there is a story about Hira Rupani mm-hmm. who uh, Basically, you know, she's very spiritual in the sense that she is a do-gooder, you know, like she she basically helps a lot of people. She is, uh, you know, associated with one of the spiritual gurus also. So for her, that sense of purpose and sense of doing which she gets from these practices other than her... Uh, spiritual practices which she anyways follows she does meditation and other things as well but this sense of purpose which brings her calm and peace which also held her in good stead when her uh, when when you know, when her husband suddenly passed away how she was able to kind of stay very grounded in the reality and accept the the hardship that she had to grow, go through when she suddenly lost her husband that she had the you know, wherewithal to actually and have the presence of mind on how she wanted to really say goodbye to her husband and she made arrangements to travel to Pune from Hyderabad to her Guruji's ashram and make all those arrangements. I think that sense of being able to accept even what's negative in your life Mm -hmm. Uh, you know that groundedness that comes with your practices and that uh, sense of purpose to me I think that was a very good example of what kind of equanimity that one can actually practice to really hold good. Many examples in there of people who are leading a life of their choice uh, especially now when they have found this newfound freedom when they don't have uh, any more uh, you know responsibilities and even those who have responsibilities like there are many examples even in the book of people who may be caregivers uh, but how they are making active choices to take care of themselves uh, in spite of all those uh, uh, things that they have to do at home or otherwise right mm-hmm. so for example in book we have featured uh, Shakuntala Pai who's one of our members who was a caregiver for a very long time to the super seniors in her house. You know, while she took care of that responsibility very well and she owned it, but now that she has time, she is actually really finding uh, time to discover things for herself. She's dabbling with art. She, you know, pretty much every day spends time painting She walked the fashion show for at one of our shows she recently participated in a play that we uh, you know that we had an opportunity for and, and and she's found this newly found freedom in fact very recently on her 77th birthday uh, when i was with her and i asked her when she was cutting the cake that what is your wish what do you wish for so she said nidhi now that i have uh, experimented with theater i wish to do more of theater so you know, so there was this new spark in her, which actually was very, very bubbling and very interesting to see that at seventy-seven she was raring to go and do more of theater. Yeah, so and something to look forward stories. to.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, something to look forward to, and that excitement and and the creativity. She she participates in music programs, as I said. You know, so she's found new avenues to keep herself busy, and I think that's the way to lead your life rather than. Sit in one corner and you know be be grum you know grumbling about your age or or lack of something. Uh, I think there are many stories of people who may have physical ailments also, but they find their own way to kind of live with it and and still continue to make the most of what they have, uh, you know what they can do.
2: No, absolutely. In fact, uh, when Nidhi was mentioning this physical, it's not a. Fa- physical ailment. There are examples of people who have overcome physical ailments in the book and have gone on to do incredible things. There's a very simple thing, if I may be allowed to share. Oh. Uh, there's uh, the story of this lady called Geeta, who is now an avid trekker. And she has actually uh, you know, restart, I mean, started a fitness routine very late in life, so that she will have the strength to trek. And the reason I mentioned that is for many people, when they realize that as they grow older, certain, you know, staying physically fit is imperative to stay mobile, uh, many people start thinking, but I've never done it my whole life. I mean, how can I start something at the age of 50 or 60? How can I start something at 65? So Geeta had never, uh, when she realized that she loves the mountains and she would love to go and trek, her uh, the physiotherapist she was working with told her to, Walk in the swimming pool, and start a gym routine. Geeta had never stepped into a swimming pool in her life, let alone go to a gym. And uh, she was when she was talking to us, she was you know describing this whole thing in hindsight in an extremely funny way. How you know the gym instructor looked at a salwar kameez clad lady and thought ki ye kya You know why is she in the gym or how she really donned a swimsuit for the first time in her life and decided to step into the pool with great repetition but she said you know i just put my i just thought of those mountains and i did it and to somebody in this generation it may not seem very uh, huge to kind of you know get into a gym or step into a pool but it was a big thing for someone who had never thought of her life in that way
0: a lot of uh, uh, people, when they age, they also have financial problems. And you have talked about these uh, uh, this issue a lot in the book about how uh, they can, you know, start uh, uh, a new business or uh, uh, take up uh, earning avenues. So can you describe what are the avenues there for them? What are the choices? Is there a senior job market out there? You
1: know, you're very right that... Uh... Finances are an issue and and mm-hmm. not everybody has a social security system or pensions to kind of hold them in good stead as they are aging. So increasingly so, uh, it's also about the age, right? At 60 or 65, when people are retiring, they mm-hmm. are not really feeling ready to give up an active lifestyle. So to your question, if, if a second career market is, is there in India, uh, well, I think, it can be better it's, it's it's something which is still evolving mm-hmm. but given that there is uh, you know a lot of younger population in india uh, still very high unemployment rates and all uh, it's it's still a long way to go where you would probably see the retirees being really leveraged uh, in in meaningful opportunities but that that shift is already starting to happen i think the government did start an initiative called the sacred uh though it did not go too far they but at least i think they did try it out which gives us hope that it could be revived and given mm-hmm. a better shape uh, in the near future but then there are a few private companies few startups who uh, have already kind of started working in this in this field and i think they are trying their level best to engage with corporates to even kind of consider retirees for gigs or part-time opportunities or project-based opportunities. There are, in the book, we do write about some of the opportunities where uh, it's probably easier for seniors to find themselves like content writing or uh, accounting jobs or, uh, you know, even... uh, There are a lot of philanthropic activities or NGOs that they can be a part of. You know, there, there is so much they can contribute through their, through their wisdom and their experience. So there are definitely opportunities which are around there. I think it just takes a little while to find the right one. I think it's very also, it's also very important for the seniors to kind of accept the fact that they may not Uh, be able to find exactly a job or opportunity of a similar level or a similar kind of an engagement that they have been used to. And I think it should also be considered as an opportunity to really reinvent or rediscover, uh, you know, another space or area where they can uh, find a meaningful way to contribute. Right. And and staying committed, of course, becomes very, uh, uh, very important as well.
0: Uh, uh what about uh you know starting something of their own because there are a lot of uh case studies in your book uh, where um uh, about people who have started their own business or started right. earning through uh, utilizing their talents uh, in their old age
1: like for example i think one example is even Rashmi's mom for that matter you know she uh has been an artist. She used to paint these dupattas and saris, hand painted dupattas, and and she has actually taken to uh, social media. And she is an entrepreneur in her own right, where she sells these dupattas, hand painted dupattas and saris through social media. Uh, similarly, we have another entrepreneur in our in our midst, uh, Mrs. Madhumera, who uh, had a flair for knitting, and with the help from her family, her daughters, and her uh, son in law. Uh, She makes these beautiful knitted products, which she even sells at some of the big exhibitions. She participates in exhibitions and as a very popular knitter uh, in the Bangalore circles, it is doable. Uh, One needs to one identify what part of their skill can they actually leverage to become an entrepreneur, whether it could be consulting, it could be something like a product based uh, venture that we, you know, the couple of examples that I just spoke about. And also some form of, uh, I think, reskilling or upskilling is also required to even be available, say, on social media or or even, you know, have their own profiles on LinkedIn and all. Raj, do you want to add any more examples here?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. In fact, uh, what Nidhi was talking about, you know, reskilling and upskilling, whether you're doing your own venture or whether you're applying for a job, you really need to be open to that i mean if you're doing your own venture one of the key things that work nowadays is to be social media savvy to learn to use instagram Uh, there are instances in the book of people who are in great jobs and who are slated to retire but they have no option you know no desire to sit at home and do nothing somebody uh you know veena iyer who is a banker but she trained herself. She did a full-pledged course at Tata Institute of Social Sciences in Mumbai in dance movement therapy and she is now working as a dance movement therapist and constantly keeping herself you know, upskilled and uh, uh, trained in whatever's coming. I want to quickly share Harbhajan Kaur's example. She's not a member of ours.
0: Harbhajan Kaur started a business of uh, selling pickles at the age of 90.
2: Ladoo's Yes, laddus and pickles and few other things she's added to her repertoire. Like she's mm-hmm. constantly innovating. Ultimately, what really uh, you know really helps is your own mindset and your own willingness. At ninety, Herbajan Kaur really didn't need to start a business, but she felt she had never earned a living, and she really felt that she needed to experience that. And uh, when we spoke to her, one of the things that her family mentioned that while we help her. While we have helped take this ahead in terms of you know, social media and all those things, she herself hasn't taken a backseat. That now there are people helping me. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. She still supervises everything, including the amount of oil that is packed on top of the pickles when she sends out a pickle bottle. So she has that constant interest and willingness to see her business, uh, you know, even after it has taken off see her business succeed so to
0: recap uh, can you suggest a roadmap for elders to achieve active aging active and healthy aging
1: it is very important that if if a, as an individual seniors were to empower themselves and, and learn to make their own choices and take that initiative to Lead a better life rather than always be dependent of on their family members to take care of them. So while we can, we would definitely, uh, you know, we uh, continue to invest in our families. Uh, it's also time for seniors to really learn to be on their own and 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 find a social circle outside their own, you know, families and even find a sense of purpose. So having that sense of purpose and staying committed to it, I think also helps them stay healthy and independent for the longest time and i think one cannot uh, you know talk enough about the importance of physical health what also happens many a times is that one feels very demotivated to uh, you know say go out for walks alone or or mm. do things for themselves so i think a small suggestion would to them would be is to find those communities or forums where They can do things in groups. I think multiple options are now available, be it online or offline. Uh, You know, you can find groups which do yoga together in, in a park right you can even find online uh, yoga group sessions and many of these are now catered specifically for older adults group sessions are a great way not just to keep yourself physically healthy but even to get those you know those emotional and social bonds that we were uh, you know we were talking about earlier you you had asked us this question about finances right and mm-hmm. and that also is 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 a way to kind of prepare yourself for your retirement you know so planning your finances planning for your health and even planning your homes for your you know evolving aging needs kind of uh, has a lot of importance so there is a concept of aging in place which talks about how with age your homes also need to adapt to take care of your evolving Physical Mm -hmm. needs, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you know, there are many products in the market which can help adapt your house, make them elder friendly, make them senior friendly. So having those anti-skid tiles in your bathrooms, because as this, you know, statistics have shown that most of the falls happen in the bathrooms, Mm -hmm. right? So how can you prevent that fall? And how can you really uh, take care of yourself by putting grab bars? Uh, so being open to those ideas as well, because for the longest time, I think we, t- we spend in denial saying, Ki ye mujhe nahi or feeling, you know, little, uh, you know, embarrassed about having to uh, take on these new aids. Uh, so I think, I think giving, getting over that embarrassment or that shyness and, doing what is best for oneself uh, mm. is very important now and if you really feel that your home is not conducive for you anymore uh, because many people uh, we have seen you know find it very difficult to maintain their homes or their daily chores like mm. cooking or housekeeping mm. can become very difficult there are new uh, you know opportunities available in the market like the retirement living communities which are coming up uh, mm. which are basically homes which are designed specifically with for the uh elderly population in mind which come with these all these uh you know what we were talking about grab rails or or anti-skid tiles mm-hmm. which have cafeterias uh where you don't have to take care of cooking you have your housekeeping staff is available there is medical staff available to check in on you even you know people who can't take care of themselves who need help with uh things of uh the activities of daily living there are uh you know new concepts like assisted daily uh, assisted facility assisted living facilities which are now Mm. uh, emerging in the market or Mm. people uh, who may have dementia may need specialized help and care Mm. you have dementia care centers daycare Mm. centers so I think we as a country as a society are now opening up to many such new concepts which were not earlier heard of Mm. Uh, but yeah, there is still a lot of stigma and taboo which one associates with the fact that uh, oh, if I go to a retirement living community, it may essentially mean that my children are not willing to take care of me. Oh, no. uh, but I think these are now coming, you know, these are concepts or ideas which, which are now kind of rudimentary. They are passe. And I think one just needs to just as I said initially where I started from I think one just needs to learn to take care of themselves and and make those choices which are best suited for them and Mm -hmm. I think the best part of living in community formats whether it is intergenerational is that you have people around you you have uh you know you are not lonely anymore because loneliness isolation are are the commonest problems that uh seniors talk about and the boredom that comes with it and Mm -hmm. uh so i think some of these things if you were to start preparing yourself i think that's the best way to lead an active life and stay as engaged as you can whether it is learning a new hobby upskilling yourself uh, uh you know go out meet people socialize i think that's that's what it all it will take to really age well
0: yes and the most important thing is that uh, the own mindset their own mindset should uh, uh, evolve to an extent that they get out of their uh, comfort zones and
1: uh, definitely you know, start, yes
0: yeah. yeah Rashmi would you like to add to some uh, give some suggestions to people uh, for example um, at what age can they start and what should they be doing
2: there is no age to start in fact uh, you know like Nidhi was talking about planning Uh there is and we have examples in the book of people who plan not just uh, you know their finances or their estates and all that but they also went beyond it they planned a life we have the uh, store example of an advocate in the book who wanted a life beyond retirement which went beyond law he mm-hmm. said i don't want to remain a lawyer and just a lawyer so he you know he developed int- he consciously developed interests in music in theater And as he grew older, and of course, you know, some of the work networks fell, there was grief and loss in his life. He was able to face all that and keep himself as busy and active as he was with the help of, you know, all those hobbies he took up earlier in life. Yeah, I think
0: think he started when he was 27.
2: Yes, yes. So, so while, uh, you know, that 27 is like super being super planned. So while most of us may think of it, maybe when we are 40, it is very important for everyone to think what will, how will they lead their lives? And, you know, after their work, or even if it's a homemaker, after that homemaker is free from certain responsibilities like school-going children or maybe caregiving in some aspects, how would they plan the next 30, 40 years of their life? Because most of us are living older, living longer nowadays. Mm. We have better medical facilities to take care of certain health issues. So, how do you fill up those hours? So, and it's also a way to give yourself a sense of purpose. Mm. So, yes, you can look at uh, you know planning certain things, and that is a change that is happening. That's all I would like to add. I mean, when you have that openness probably things just come for you. You don't tell yourself, hey, I'm 60 now, I can't do this. You probably tell yourself, I'm 16, now I have the time to do something <laughs> I've wanted to do always.
0: So on that optimistic note, thank you so much, uh, both Rashmi and Nidhi for joining me.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Thank you for reading the book, everyone, whoever's read it. and Thank you so much, Ranjit, for reading it.
0: Yeah, so would you you like to add uh, any contact details and tell uh, people how can they be members of Silver Talkies?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, anybody who would like to become a member of the Silver Talkies Club, as we said, the only qualification criteria is that you need to be 55 plus. You can belong to any city, any part of the world, in fact, because we do have members uh, from other geographies as well. So, uh, you can visit uh, our website, silvertalkies.com. And you can even uh, look us up on our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. You can look again for Silvertalkies, which is S I L V E R T A L K I E S. And uh, you can also write to us at connect at silvertalkies.com.
0: That's great. Thank you so much.
1: Great. Thank,
0: Thank,
2: you you so you. Much, Thank,
0: you. Thank you so yeah. much, Ranjit. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you would like to share about a book or no authors you would like to put me in touch with, you can reach me at podcast at raymondproductions.org. That is R-A-M-O-N-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S.org. Thank you for listening to this episode of Books and Us. If you liked it, Pass the word and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify and Amazon Music. So that's all for this episode. This is Ranjit Monga signing off. Till next time, goodbye and take care.